Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ed Robertson, thanking you as always for listening to TV Confidential. We've been taking a few days off this week to recharge our batteries, but we'll be back with a brand new edition of our program the weekend of Friday, April 7th. Our guest that week will be Emmy Award winning and Oscar nominated actor Thomas Hayden Church. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, this coming Tuesday, April 4th, marks the 50th anniversary of the assassination of civil rights leader Dr. Martin Luther King. And with that in mind, we thought we'd bring you an encore presentation of the conversation we had in February 2021 with actress, author, and playwright Donzalay Abernathy. While most of you know Donzalay for her work as an actress, including the critically acclaimed Lifetime TV series Any Day Now, she is also the goddaughter of Dr. Martin Luther King, while Donzalay's father, the Reverend Ralph David Abernathy co-founded the Civil Rights Movement along with Dr. King. Donzelay's book, Partners to History, is a pictorial history of the Civil Rights Movement that also captures the words of both Dr. King and Reverend Abernathy while also showing you first-hand glimpses of who both men were as people. Hi, this is Nichelle Nichols, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Aren't we all lucky? And Robert shows a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on this stage for the usual time. We will welcome back Walter Koenig. Walter Koenig, the actor known around the world as Pavel Chekhov on the original Star Trek and Alfred Bester on Babylon 5. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, our guest this hour is Donzalay Abernathy. The Donzalay Abernathy award-winning actress, author, speaker, vocalist, playwright, and the youngest daughter of the Reverend Ralph David Abernathy, the man who co-founded the Civil Rights Movement along with Dr. Martin Luther King. Donzalay's book, Partners to History, is a pictorial history of the work that Dr. King and Donzalay's father did together in founding the modern-day civil rights movement and changing the course of American history. Donzalay is also the lead soloist on The Listening, The Listening, a unique social justice choral project inspired by Beyond Vietnam, a time to break silence, a speech delivered by Donzalay's godfather, Dr. Martin Luther King, in April 1967. The Listening, now available as a single through Amazon.com as well as iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and other streaming platforms. Donzalay Abernathy is also a founding member of the Board of Trustees of the New Visions Foundation. The New Visions Foundation created New Roads Schools and several other schools in the Los Angeles area. Before we went to break, we were talking to Donzalay about the direct line between New Roads Schools and Amanda 
Gorman, the National Youth Poet Laureate, who performed earlier this month at Super Bowl 55, as well as the inauguration of President Joe Biden. Then all of a sudden I saw Amanda there as the Poet Laureate leading up to the inauguration I was hearing about. I was so shocked. And then when I saw her, I was like, oh, my God. That was just like a joy in my heart. It was like my child, one of the people whose lives I helped influence in a positive way. She saw me speak every year, every year, as I sat in front and, you know, and work and express myself through my body as I tell these stories of the civil rights movement. And then I see her on stage doing, you know, moving her hands, and I'm like, oh, my God, I used to do all that. I took that when I speak. I'm seeing it in Amanda, and I'm like, so proud. And I just started, um, of course, I cried. Yeah. I pretty much cried the whole inauguration when uh, Kamala Harris took her oath of office. I, I just cried. And when President Biden took his, I cried, and then when Amanda got up to speak, I was, I was a mess. I was a mess. It was a great day, and, and Lady Gaga blew the roof off with her song and her fabulous dress, and I was like, oh my goodness, it was, it was, it was a tremendous day. It was a great day, and um, you know, I, I don't know, just so proud to be an American, and to be here in America at this time and at this moment, and in our nation's history, and and to have hope again, and to not wake up in fear. And that's a big deal, because a few days prior, when they had the insurrection, days after the insurrection, I walked outside to walk my dog in my predominantly white neighborhood, and three white young men between the ages of 19 to 21 called me the N-word. Oh, wow. As they walked around me, uh, because I was standing there, and I was like, uh, it was like that, that sting again. And I'm like, oh, my God. I hadn't heard that in, 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 in so long. And, and why? I'm just standing here as my dog is doing his business. He's just urinating. But it wasn't about the dog. It was that I was here on the street, and I've lived here in this area 15 years in this neighborhood. What are they, 19, 20, 21? I know their parents probably didn't live here then. You know, um, it hurts. Yeah. And um, so when I saw Amanda and everything, it was like hope and uh, I can let all that sting go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and going back to your father, it's not easy to let that sting go in the moment, but that that's one of the things that he that he taught you, you know, right. from from a very young age. Uh-huh. You have to rise above. It's, you have you have to rise above. Just a couple more questions and then and then I'll let you go. I understand in a way we have your father to thank for your body of work as an actress and as an artist for the past 30-some years? Because I understand that you spent, you devoted like the last decade of your father's life to taking care of him, and he basically said, it's now time for you to pursue your dreams. Is that correct? That's right, and he made me move out here to California. 
He made me. I did not want to be out here. I did not want to leave him. I thought my purpose in life was to take care of him for the remainder of my life and then take care of my mother, and I knew that I'd be a great nursing aide. And he was like, "Uh uh-uh, uh-uh. You're going to go and pursue your dreams, and you want to be an actress. You're not going to work behind the camera anymore. You want to be an actress. You told me this is what you want to be, and I want you to go for it, and I'm going to support you 100%. And then once I got out here, I drove in my car with my ex-husband. He drove his car. Once I got out here, my dad flew very shortly thereafter. and took me to a store called Robinson May, right mm-hmm. here on Wilshire Boulevard mm-hmm. by the um, mm-hmm. uh, I know the, I, I know the store. I know the store. And he was like, okay, we're going to go buy you a bed. Because <laughs> at that point, I didn't have a bed. <laughs> I was sleeping on, on quilts. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he went and bought me this beautiful, thick mattress, just one of the finest in the store, but it, was, I, it had to be full-size because my bed that I was sleeping on was the bed that my mother and father had conceived me on, which was the old um, mahogany bed that they had given me mm-hmm. that uh, they had before I was born, and it was their first piece of furniture they had bought. And so my mother and father had given me that bed. And so I, they got me a big old full mattress and made sure I was taken care of and uh, pushed me out there. You know how you have to you have to push that baby bird yep. out of the nest? Yep. And force it to fly. Yep. And and that's what they did for me. And uh, and they would come out again afterwards to just to make sure. And, and who knew he was going to die right after that? But he was determined to make me move out here to pursue my dreams and to live my life. I just didn't know that I was going to lose him. I just didn't know. And, uh, but maybe he knew. Because he talked to me at, at that point about it. He had come out to speak, and I was down in San Diego with him, and I was sitting beside him at the airport. And I was like, Dad, if I lose you, what will I do? I, I, I don't want that to happen. I have asked God to take me and spare your life and let you live. You have purpose for your life. He said, don't worry, I don't want you to do that. I said, but I pray, Daddy, all the time the Lord will take me and, and let you live. And he said, no. I said, well, what will I do if you're gone? He said, you'll grieve for a moment, Donzelay, but you must remember life goes on. You must live follow your dreams and I was so hurt I just sat there beside him I put my head on his shoulder and just cried as we waited for the plane and um, anyway all I know is the next thing I knew um, it was uh, weeks later that my brother had called and said that my father had collapsed and um, I just left the screening at the Directors Guild of America the DGA and uh, I got on a plane uh, that night and flew immediately to Atlanta and walked into the hospital room and there was my dad. And he would never leave the hospital again. Uh, he had um, depleted his body of all the salt because he had been fasting. You know, there's good and there's bad in fasting, but if you're fasting and drinking lots of water, you deplete your body of the salt, which have electrolytes, which are necessary. Mm-hmm. And so it had forced my dad to collapse. And then when they he's there, they took him off of his blood thinner medication. They took him off of all the medication 
And by taking him off of the blood thinner medication, he would develop clots, which are a silent killer. Fortunately, I was with him when the clot traveled into his lung and then into his heart. And so I would be the only person from my family that would be there with him when he actually died. And that was the greatest honor God gave me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't there the day my dad was born, but I was there the day when he took his last breath. And uh, the last thing I said to him was that I loved him, and he said, I love you. And um, I was there. I was there. You were there, and your father lives not only through you and your work as an artist and as an activist, Don Zelay, but through the pages of Partners to History, which you can find. It's still in, it's out of print, but it's, it's still in circulation. You can find it at Amazon.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. You mentioned you have a couple other books in the works. Are they still being written? Are they being uh, shopped around? What can you tell us about them without revealing too much? Well, this other one, The Historical Chronology of Race in America, is actually very much done. I just need to let it go. I mean, I'm looking through my galleys right now that I have made. <laughs> oh, okay, so you have a publisher. And I don't have a publisher. The book is just ready. Okay. I just need to. My literary agent has asked me for it, and I still haven't given it to her, but I have it. And then I have four volumes of the Birmingham book. And it's four volumes of historical photographs and pictures. And my poor husband, he said to me, just give me the book. I'll publish it. I'll publish it. Because I'm just sitting here with it because it's, it's all done. It's just, it's so hard once you let it go. Because I, I'm a perfectionist. I'm always I, I understand. trying to change it. Author to author, I understand that. But there is a point that you... And and you'll reach it eventually when you know it's time to release it. It's time to let it go. And uh, well, I want to go out on a limb. I think both of those books will find a home soon, for many reasons. I yeah. do too. And when they do, and when you're ready to talk about them, please come back and visit us again on TV Confidential. I will. I will. Thank you so much, Ed. It's such an honor to speak with you today. I've enjoyed it so much. Even our conversation long before we even thought, uh, began the recording. Uh, it's just a pleasure, and uh, it's just an honor. And so, thank you. I'm so grateful. Donzelay Abernathy is the lead soloist on The Listening. The Listening, a unique social justice choral project inspired by Beyond Vietnam. Beyond Vietnam, a time to break silence, a speech delivered by Don Zelay's godfather, Dr. Martin Luther King, in April 1967. The Listening, now available as a single through Amazon.com, as well as iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and other streaming platforms. That'll do it for our program this week, folks. Ed Robertson, Maffa, Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grace, and Greg Airbar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on Instagram and if you're listening to us on the tvconfidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button
This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.